What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, stand-up comedian, Chicago native, badass motherfucking dude, Joe Kilgallen. I hope everyone had themselves just an absolutely amazing weekend. I almost said absolutely. I don't know why. Uh, well, I do know why. I got that on my mind. That's why. And yeah, man, I, I hope you had a great weekend. I had myself a great weekend. I'm pumped up to talk about it with you. Got some other fun things to talk about. Always some good shit here on the docket. But as always, I like to start off with a little gratitude. I want to thank all my Patreon subscribers. Got a very fun bonus podcast dropping just for my Patreon subscribers. And that is Top 5 Breakfast Cereals. Top 5 Breakfast Cereals. I will give you one. Like, I'm not going to give you one of my answers. I'm not going to give you one of the five. But I'll give you a free one that's not on there. Kicks. Fuck kicks. Kicks cereal's not on there. You know why? Because I don't like sexism. And I especially don't like sexism in a cereal. If you all will remember now, the slogan for kicks cereal is kid tested, mother approved. I'll repeat that. Kid tested, mother approved, dad doesn't give a shit. That's what they're saying. That's basically what they're telling the world is that dads don't care about breakfast. Where's dad? Probably fucking hung over because he's a fat piece of shit. Mom's so busy, she can't make bacon and eggs, so she's just pouring cereal in a bowl. That's what the makers of Kick Cereal think is happening in kitchens across America, nay, the world. But we know that not to be true. It is 2022. When are people going to go after Kicks and tell them that their slogan is bullshit? Because I'm a dad and I care about breakfast, right? So, did I give my son a Twinkie for breakfast this morning? I did. Because in my mind, if I give him a donut, people are like, oh, kids like donuts, donuts, yeah, it's a fun little thing, right? Don't have them every day. But yeah, you could indulge in a donut. Twinkie, donut, same goddamn thing. So I will not be judged. I will not be judged by judgmental parents around the world being like, you give your kid a Twinkie for breakfast? Yeah, I fucking did. All right? What'd you give your kid? Huh? What'd you give him? Your stupid looking face? Is that what you passed down to your kid? You got a dumb looking face and you gave your kid a dumb looking face. Meanwhile, my kid's going to school feeling happy because he had just had a Twinkie in his belly. Just putting that out there. I'm kidding, of course. You want to... You want to watch the kids' diets. But no, I never liked kicks. I always thought that was rude. You know, my parents divorced. Live with my dad. Dad cared about breakfast. He did. You know what he gave me? Give me Honey Nut Cheerios. Very delicious. Great against heart cholesterol. So thanks, Dad. So Patreon subscribers, again, I love you. Check out Top 5 Breakfast Cereals. That's your Patreon bonus episode. All right, for those of you new to the podcast, um, typically I have a guest. Not really typically, but lately I've been having guests more often. Today I'm skipping a guest. But to give you a little a little sneak peek, tease you a little bit, next week I've got stamp comedian and actor and soon-to-be author. We'll talk about that. Comedian Mike Bridenstine lives out in L.A. Hilarious dude. He's been on Comedy Central. He's been on the Eric Andre show. He's been in an episode of NCIS. Several commercials. The guy, National commercials. We're talking big-time stuff. Carfax, Dunkin' Donuts. He's been in them. Great friend of mine. Recently recorded his second album in Chicago. So I'm going to have him on the podcast next week. This week, I'm rocking solo, though. If you missed last week's episode, go back, check that out. The very funny Kristen Toomey was on. We had a really chilled out conversation, and um, I, ho- I hope you enjoy it. So here, let's go. Let's get into this one. My weekend recap starts with something that's very fun nostalgically. Um, I'll recap my Sunday very quickly, but Saturday night was uh, was really fun. Sunday was great, though, too. Um, it, was a, it was a little bit of an awakening, though, because I realized how I'm not the man I used to be. Because after a hard Saturday, normally I can handle a Sunday better. But this this was, ooh. So I had a nice Sunday plan that I've been looking forward to all week. 
Man City versus Newcastle, 10.30 a.m. So I was pumped up to go watch with the Man City uh, local supporters club here in Chicago, MCFC Chicago. We watch at AJ Hudson's Bar um, on the north side of Ashland near Irving. Great bar. Great people. And uh, shout out to any of them who are listening. You guys are amazing. We got a draw. We got a draw to the deal. Uh, City started aggressive, then just looked very flat-footed, especially on offense. Just a little bit slower on defense. Wasn't playing with a sense of urgency. Thankfully, though, came out second half, stepped it up a little bit, came within, came, had opportunities to get the W, but I was actually, I was actually very happy with the draw. We were down 3-1, came back tied at 3-3 in the second half. I'll take that because at one point when you're down 3-1, you're starting to think to yourself, ah, shit, well, we're not going to win them all. Um, and then good news is that Manchester United beat Liverpool. Now, I don't like either of those squads, but Liverpool had opened the season with two draws, and now they've got a straight-up L, so they are not where they want to be. Their fan base is panicking. It's fun to watch. And Manchester United started off the season 0-2, so they get their first W. So both those teams, it was, it was kind of like a win-win as a fan of Man City, where you're just like, I hope they beat up each other. And they're, and you know, they, they I don't want to say injuries. You never want to root for injuries, but you guys know. I just wanted them to have like a, just, they beat each other up and then feel bad about themselves for a while. So that way they just play like shit for the rest of the season. That's what I was hoping for. So I go from watching that game. I walk about six to six blocks, almost a mile, maybe six blocks over to Wrigley Field from that bar. It's close to Wrigley Field, in which I got to watch the Cubs take on the Milwaukee Brewers. I was sitting in the center field suite. They have this suite that's right behind the hitter's eye in dead center field at Wrigley Field. Thanks to Timothy O'Toole's, where we produce the Comedians You Should Know show for nearly 12 years now. And the ownership is such great people. Shout out to Junior and his wife, Sarah, hooking me up with the ticket. Got to catch up with some people I haven't seen in a long time. And it was a lot of fun. And then after that, I was able to pop over to Club 400. See, I'm doing a lot of shout outs right now. So bear with me if you're like, dude, fast forward this shit. Shout out to Club 400, Stu, Crawley, Danny Rock, and the Bleacher Bum Band were playing. Um, Nicole, uh, who's like, we couldn't figure out if she's CEO or director of something. She's got a cool title, though. Nicole Guy, I believe how you pronounce it. Is it Guy? I can't, her last name, I don't know how to pronounce it. But I saw a lot of great friends there. So many cool people I've met through Club 400. Love all these people. Uh, my Man City family, my Cubs fan family. It's great. It's good, it's good to be part of something. So uh, if you're not part of something, try to become part of something. Or create your own shit. Do you? Uh, yeah, this, so that was fun. But I remember at the end of the night just feeling like, Oh my God. I wanted to be in bed by seven 30 last night. That's where I'm at right now. Um, but here I, I want to talk about Saturday night, Saturday night. I did a really fun show at Borelli's, which is like a pizza joint in Chicago. They don't normally do shows. I'm pretty sure. But my pal, Kelly McGuigan, who I got to get on this podcast, really cool. Uh, pretty new to stand up, but she was out there working hard and she decided to put on her own show. And booked some great comics. I was fortunate enough to get to close out the show and um, met some cool people there. And then afterwards, went to a really cool place I'm about to tell you about. Director, writer, Joe Swanberg, big Chicago guy, who has written and directed some really cool movies. He works with Jake Johnson a lot, who is one of the stars of the television show New Girl, which ran from like 2011 to 2018. Jake Johnson's been in a million movies since. He was in Tag. He was in Jurassic Park. Been a lot of stuff. Uh, he's one of the voices of one of the Spider-Mans in uh, what's it, Into the Spider-Verse, that movie, the animated one. Great flick. 
anyhow, um, Swanberg's movies include Drinking Buddies, which I liked a lot, and he also did the gambling one all in and a bunch of other stuff. The Netflix series Easy was his too. I like his work, I do. Um, real like um just he tells unique stories, just like they're just cool stories. So definitely check those out. A lot of them are on Netflix. He's at the show. Um, to be honest, I had no idea if he enjoyed my set. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't watching for his reaction specifically. There's only been one time in my comedy career where I watched for someone's reaction specifically, and that was Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. He he owns a venue, and then that's like a little coffee shop, but they do like acoustic bands do stuff there, and then they have comedy night once a month. And I got to headline one of the shows there, and I didn't even think he'd be there, but he was. Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins, and you can't miss this guy. Six four, six five, strikingly bald head, and he was laughing, and that was awesome. I saw him in the back of the room, laughing pretty hard at a lot of my stuff, and I was like, awesome. I just made one of my favorite rock stars growing up laugh, because Smashing Pumpkins was easily one of my favorite bands when I was like 11, 12, 13 years old. I had Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which was this great double album that was nominated for like seven Grammys. It was one of my first CD purchases. It's pretty badass. So to see someone that you know, you rocked out to enjoying your work is it's like a next level feeling. So Joe Swanberg, um, he owns like a place. I don't know if it's like secret or not. I think it's like a club. You have to be like a member. It's, it's like selling VHS stuff, all sorts of retro stuff in there. I think he does like uh, advanced screenings of movies and like local indie projects there. Um, I don't know if I should drop the name. I don't know if it's like secret secret. I don't think it's secret. It's called analog. Uh, but you have to be a member. So Kelly knows him. And then he invited some of us over um, to, to the store, which was not too far from where we were doing the show. And I'm walking around just amazed by all this old school stuff. I mean, these VHS tapes from forever ago and really cool shirts and uh, you know music posters and stuff like that. Then I came across a stack of Playboys. And I'm just like, oh, look at this Playboy, you know? And I'd say like two bucks each. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. I top top of the stack. I look up at the first one. I'm just like, oh, okay. Then I see what's next in the stack. What's next in the stack was no bullshit. The first Playboy I ever owned in my life when I was a sophomore in high school. And by owned, I think I had a friend who I gave money to. And he was able to get someone over the 18 to buy it for us. I don't know why. We were just like, hey, his cousin will buy his Playboys. We're like, cool, you know. And it's so funny, though, how far we've come as a culture. Because a sophomore in high school today in 2022 versus when I was a sophomore in high school nearly 20 years ago, very different. That kid just opens up his phone, opens up a browser, and could just see all the tits and vats he wants to see. You know, they really do have it too good. There are some that this is why every generation hates the next. It's because the technological advancements. And we're full of shit, though. Because really, it's no generation is better than the other. We just think it, right? Everyone's like, well, what about that generation? They suffered. And I'm like, well, they survived is what you mean. We've suffered. Everyone's suffered. I point that out because like, yeah, World War II generation, they, they really sacrificed and, and they were very admirable, of course. But I guarantee you the previous generation hated them. Just like every, you know what I mean? Every generation hates the next, my, my point there. But I saw the Playboy and I'm like, okay, for two bucks, I get to have a keepsake from high school. I get to have a blast through the past, get a little nostalgia. That is like the easiest price ever. So I went to go buy it. And even that was exactly what Swanberg said. He's like, how about that? Two bucks, two bucks. And you get to relive all the old glory. I think he said something like that. Really nice dude. Um, 
thanked him for you know letting us check out his store and come to the show i didn't really get to like have a conversation with him about anything but uh i think he said good set or something at that point too so that was nice uh but yeah here i'll show you the those of you watching on youtube i'll show you the cover i can't open it up i don't want youtube getting mad at me so real quick give me one second here oh, i was able to reach for it all right I'm holding up the cover you see that nice right it is a uh, playboy from october 2000 still in great condition right pages aren't sticky sick pervs asking that question um it was the girls of conference usa conference usa not a conference anymore but they had schools like marquette depaul st louis memphis cincinnati uh tulane um what other ones were in there i could probably find out real quick uh because they had pictures of these college students you know what made me think though all the women in this they're like in their early 40s now i hope uh, they're doing well i actually looked up the cover girl the cover girl her name is oh i should have this ready this is bad podcasting sorry everybody she's married to sean pet sean patrick flannery that's all i have to tell you um here's how i found out i looked up her name which i can't find off the top of my head now right beautiful beautiful woman though and I was like, I wonder what she's up to. I looked it up and said model, playmate. She was playmate of the year a few months after this. So she was doing really well in the Playboy community and did some modeling, a couple bit parts in TV shows, but she married Sean Patrick Flannery, who's an actor who's been in a million things. He played Powder in the movie Powder. He was Powder. He was a Boondock Saint in the movie Boondock Saints. He's been in, he was in the most recent season of The Boys. You know, he played a Soldier Boy's sidekick. I forget that guy's name. And he was, he's, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He's had a great career. And I remember being like happy for her, being like, oh, look at that. That's nice. Even though I don't know what she's up to. She married a, a guy who's got a great acting career. They got a couple kids together. I'm like, good for her. Then I'm looking at the other women. Now, DePaul University is in Chicago. And I'm looking at some of them and I'm like, they could be bartenders at bars I go to now. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't it be nuts if I ran into her, one of these women and been like, hey, I saw your nipples back when I was 15. Saw them again at 37. I hope I hope they look as good today as they did back then. But I don't know if that's the case. And that makes me want to pivot to my next talk, talking point with everybody here. This is some, by the way, my wife knows I bought the Playboy. Not that it matters. I'm a grown adult. And they have amazing articles. The people who used to joke saying, I buy Playboy for the articles, wink, wink. No, you could legitimately do that. They're pretty great. They did some of the best interviews ever. There's a Michael Jordan interview with Playboy from like 1991 that's like, dude, they got more out of him than Ahmad Rashad. So, I have this question to ask of everybody. Are women getting hotter? Now, I want to say yes. I want to say yes. I don't think they're so much hotter today than, say, 15 years ago or so. I think women have always been beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I've noticed a trend lately, and it's my generation. started with the millennials uh, because I've, I've met women lately. Uh, through friends, like, you know, friends dating this girl and then like he'll bring her out to a, sh a show or something. I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing? What's your name? Denise. Nice to meet you, Denise. And then he'll be like, Denise is 43. I'm like, get the fuck. 43. She looks amazing. So I don't know if it's skincare routine or focus on self-care. I do have one theory and there's a negative to it. I think it's Instagram. I think Instagram has made it where people see beautiful women constantly and they think I want to be that way. And it does suck because it kind of messes with people's minds a little bit because a lot of it's so fake. It's airbrushed, all that shit, right? So that's why I think it's very important. You know, I'm a comedian, so I get silly, but I'm going to get real. If you have daughters, keep them off that platform as long as you possibly can until 
you know that they've got good self-esteem and good self-confidence and a good system around them to understand that what's real and what's not real. Um, I think if it's inspiring fitness, a lot of this, that I think it's great. The reason I think Instagram, and I think women are getting more beautiful, is I think Instagram showed a lot of just, it shows you beautiful women because that's what it does, right? It wants you to stay on their platform and they know nothing sells like a beautiful woman. We've known that forever. There's sculptures of naked women. There was hieroglyphics. The Egyptians were like, I'm going to jerk off to this stick figure. I just caved into my cave or drew, <laughs> caved into my cave. I just drew onto my cave here. You know what I mean? Look at that. Ooh, I'll well, make her look at ooh, Cleopatra. Mm, not as hot as this woman. I just, you know, did some hieroglyphics with, right? I'm doing symbols here for my boobs. So they were doing it all, all throughout history. Everyone's known. Beautiful women is like the best thing on the planet. Now with Instagram, I think a lot of women today see the looks and I think they, they go, all right, well, I can emulate that. And when I'm out and about, I'm seeing way more women jogging, way more women riding bikes. There's so much more exercise put into play. And I definitely think there are skincare routines, skincare products. I think a lot of people pushing mental health because mental health has been big nowadays. They're saying you got to take care of you. Self-care is important. And a lot of self-care, right? They're throwing the cucumbers on the eyes. They're getting deep tissue massages. They're getting good sleep. They're drinking water. Everyone's drinking way more water now. Growing up, I didn't know anyone who drank water. I remember one time I made myself a, a sandwich, turkey, mustard. We had shredded lettuce at home, piled that on high, pickles, delicious. Nothing to drink it with. I had to drink a glass of water with a sandwich. Gross. You know, because if you were a 90s kid, you wanted a nice can of Coke, or one of those Ecto-1 high C's. You did not want to make yourself a sweet sandwich and have to wash it down with fucking tap water. That I'm mad thinking about it again. All right. So, yeah, I think uh, I think it's safe to say they've gotten, they've gotten, it's squats. These women are doing squats now. And it's making the butts bigger. And and not, not just big, because I, I remember in the, in previous, in the like, what late '90s with that Sir Mix-a-Lot song, you know, which really isn't a very good song, if we're being honest with ourselves. It was catchy for a minute, and then they tried to remix it. And I remember being in Vegas, and everyone looking around me, and like, you know what? I barely liked this song 20 years ago. They got to stop playing it again today. It wasn't fun for 2015. And um, what I wanted to reiterate, though, is the you know the big butt song. It can't, you can't just be a big butt for the sake of being a big butt. You know, I remember one time being at the mall in high school and there was this woman who was just it was like talking she was yelling at her ex-boyfriend across the parking lot i think it was her ex or something because he was like i fucking dumped you get over this shit and she's like oh you're not gonna find another ass like mine and it was like hey, fuck you look you're overweight it's just you, you have a big buck because you're overweight that's not you didn't achieve that ass okay you made a lot of bad decisions over the course of a decade or two and and that's what happened to you, right? I'm not fat shaming. I'm being honest. You can't take credit for something that you didn't, you know what I mean? That seems weird. It could be something like someone bragging about their height. Like you didn't accomplish height. Genetics did that, right? I don't know. Is that the a good comparison? Height? To, I don't know. I just think of myself, <coughs> excuse me, had to be done. I think to myself like, if, she, if someone's going to brag about having a big butt, but they're also, but all of them's big, that doesn't, that doesn't count. I feel like, um, so like, you know, he didn't yell anything back. He just kept walking. But I remember thinking to myself like, that's not the win you think it is. Uh, 
getting watery eyed here. Um, the lights shining right on my eyes. So, all right. Uh, just something to think about. I think the squats was a big deal. It made, um, women go from flat butts to more curved shapelier butts. And, uh, again, if that's what you're into, that's fine. And which who doesn't, you know, I like a big butt. I cannot lie. Fuck you, sir. Max lot. Damn it. You are catchy moving on. I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I've had some weird encounters lately. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's something about my face that says, let's, let's be weird around this guy, but it's been happening. And one of my weird encounters I had, I was waiting for the bus and taking public transportation lately. Cause I'm going green. And before the bus came, the one bus that was on its way broke down or something. So then all of a sudden the bus wait, checking my app went from four minutes to like 35 minutes. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So I go across the street to this bar and it was, it's a typical Chicago dive bar. And in the bar, there is, uh, I don't know. There's one guy. I don't know what he was going on about. And I'm just like, I don't know how to help you, you know, and you want to be friendly, but then they just keep talking to you. And, and you're just like, <coughs> excuse me. You're just like, I, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then he's just like, yeah, well, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those things where uh, paint, I, I feel like everything's more expensive, but like why paint? What does what paint have to do with inflation? I'm like, I, I, it's, it's a product, man. I don't know what the fuck you're on about, dude. You're, you're, you're talking about one specific thing. That's, that's where you're going with this. It's fucking strange, right? Anyway, and then the bartender, she knows him. So I was able to get up and pretend like I'm looking out the window for the bus. So then they kind of left me alone. But I heard her say um, something about like, well, fuck Darlene. Okay. You could tell Darlene I said that. And then the guy's like, well, you know, she was just saying something about her and Keith. And then you could tell he wanted to pivot back to her talking about paint. But even she was like, enough with the fucking paint, man. Okay. If you're, you're a painter, just adjust your fucking cost, man. Yeah. Paint went up in price. Everything went up in price. Enough. So then she starts saying something like, well, fuck Darlene. And I don't give a fuck about Keith either. And by the way, I could have Keith whenever the fuck I want. And look, I already know I borderline fat shamed someone a little bit earlier because they were bragging about their big ass when it wasn't like a big ass that they achieved. It was a big ass that they were just born with and it was equally big to their forearms and their legs and everything else. You know what I mean? But I'm also going to ugly shame, I feel like, because this bartender was, was, look, doesn't mean you're a bad person, but there's some things we need to accept. Some people aren't very good looking. I'm not saying she shouldn't be a bartender. She was a fine bartender. She gave me my drink. She was friendly. Uh, but for her to be openly talking like this was because she was basically like, I can have Keith whenever the fuck I want to have Keith. I don't give a fuck about Darlene. And it made me think to myself, all right, how ugly is fucking Keith? How ugly is Keith? Because th this, this woman who's bartending, like I said before, uh, looked like a goddamn gremlin. And I mean that politely. That's, that's almost a compliment towards her. Uh, I don't know. A gremlin fucked uh, a rat. Like Master Splinter uh, was uglier, you know what I mean? Like that's that's what this, and it's a horribly mean thing to say. Joe, do you want to have a podcast where you just talk about how ugly a bartender is? No, I don't, and I'm not coming. Uh, but come on. So I wish I saw Keith. That way I could be like, you know, or maybe Keith's good looking, and it's like, damn, what the fuck does this bartender? Do? I don't know her name, and what does Darlene got going on? Where it was a whole white trash salad of names, by the way. Um. I think the guy at the bar who's complaining about the paint, his name was Buck. You know, sometimes dive bars are a lot of fun. 
not when it's just you and two other people in there. That's when you know it's going to get dark. Because because there's one-on-one conversation these people have, these these bar flies have with you. When it's a big group, I don't know, this guy would have gone about, on about paint anyway, but when it's a big group, it's a little bit, it's a little safer. There's safety in numbers, as they say. But when you get stuck with one of these losers, they will suck you into their loserdom. And you don't want to be part of that. You, you don't, because it'll, it'll bring you down. That shit will bring you down. All right, let's see here. One more uh, one more thing I want to talk about before I get going. And thanks again for listening to the Joe Kilgallen, pod, uh, Joe Kilgallen podcast. Uh, I feel like the first half of this podcast started off great. Then the second half really faded. It faded hard. And I'm bummed about that a little bit. If I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, I feel like I had a lot of energy going. Look, today was the first day of school for my kids. I've been up early. Um, it's always stressful, the first day of kids first day of kids what the fuck are you doing joe can you talk you can't talk stupid piece of shit okay the first day of school for your kids is always very stressful see how did that go how did that go joe did that one work out for you Whew. so because as a parent it reminds you you're getting older and all that kind of stuff so it makes you it makes you sad it does my my poor three-year-old he um first time any kind of structure and getting him to sit still for things was I'm like, Oh God, these teachers are going to have their hands full. I mean, he's a great kid. I think he's, he's very smart, but there was just some stuff I'm like, eh. and then they wanted the kids to write their names and none of them could really do it. The one girl kind of could. And then the, the, this boy could look at this shit. The boy's name was CJ two letters. And I remember people being like, Oh my God, look at shit. Holy. Wow, good job. And I wanted to be like, it's two fucking letters. Okay. That's yeah, good work. Okay, but still two fucking letters. That's what we're celebrating over here. This is what's wrong with society. This is worse than a participation trophy. <laughs> Seeing someone going nuts for two letters. I'm like, my God, this poor kid over here, his name is Mohammed. I mean, he's got till third grade to figure it out. And that's not an anti Muslim thing, dipshits on the internet. That is because it's a lot of fucking letters. That's what that's about. But yeah, I mean, there's there's degrees to this stuff. So yeah, as a parent, it's a little bit tough because there's all those sorts of transition that you're going through and you're just like, ah, man, I hope you just want them to have fun and learn. And you want kids to be nice to them because then you remember when you were a kid and you were like, man, some kids are assholes. And if they're an asshole to my kid, I, I got to handle that without wanting to punch a bunch of fucking five and three-year-olds, you know? So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I did this thing with Kristen Toomey on the podcast last week where I shared a quote with her that I saw. I was like talking about mindset stuff with Kristen Toomey because um, she's deep. She's deep, not on stage or anything like that. On stage, she's just an absolute killer. One of the funniest comedians you'll ever see. But I like having conversations with her because she's into like um, her style of coming up with materials always been interesting with, with me and how she prepares for sets. And I think that's a very cool thing with uh, talking with my comedian friends is like, you know, what kind of mindset do you get into? But it also has applications to many different things in this world, no matter what your job is. And the quote I shared with her last week was when you take care of yourself, everyone benefits. Some people can misconstrue that to being like a, seems like a selfish mindset. No, it's not. It's basically saying when you're where you need to be, or you're at a, um, you know, the right mind frame, the right mindset. If you take care of yourself, you know, like I'm a person who, when I'm at my best, I wake up in the morning, 
glass of water, you know, take a shower right away because I'm not a coffee guy. So the shower helps wake me up. I like to exercise a little bit, even if it's something small. You know what I mean? I got a couple dumbbells, just pump those real quick, loosen up, do some stretches. Just all this could be done at the side of your bed. That's where I do it. And then, um, and then, and then need something, you know, and then I'm ready and I'm good. And I have days that sometimes where I don't do those, I don't have that ch- checklist when I don't have to hit off that checklist. I catch myself being just a grouchy piece of shit later on during the day. So that's what it's about. When I take care of myself, everyone benefits. I'm sweeter to my wife. I'm more patient with my kids. I'm more fun. I have more energy to do things with them. Right? See, that's what it really means. Take care of you. Everyone around you benefits. It's one of those things where, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. That's a great quote. So I want to share another quote. I'm going to come across random quotes here or there as I do. Um, and this is another one to think about, and it's in the field of mindset. And uh, it's basically, it says this, a man who says they can and a man who says they can't are right. Now, I'll paraphrase that and make it more 2022. A person who says they can and a person who says they can't are usually right. I'll say that are mostly correct. What means what the, what it means, and that was Confucius who said this, by the way. And what Confucius means is that if you believe you could do something and that, and you say to yourself, I could do this, you might not succeed right away. He's not saying that, but he's saying that, yeah, that person is usually right. The person who believes that, yes, I could accomplish something, they're going to get that done. A person who says, I can't do it. Yeah, you're right too. So it really is a mindset thing. You believe you could do something. You have to say, I can. You need that I can vocabulary more often. The people who are always like, oh, I can't do it. Every, you know, my little kids, so they naturally be like, I can't do this when they're trying to open something or do something like that. And I'll tell them, I'm like, if you say you can't, then you can't. I want you to believe in yourself. Keep trying. Say, I can do it. I'm not saying you're going to get it open on the next try, the next time you try, but keep focusing on it and keep saying that you can. You have to believe that you're going to accomplish this and then it will happen. And then usually after I say that to them, one or two times later, they'll open up the toy or do whatever stupid thing they're trying to do. Not that it was stupid, but you know, it's usually some little kid thing, which is why little kids are awesome in a way too. Cause you see them getting frustrated where it's like, I can't get these fucking Legos to stand where they need to. They don't say the F word in my house. I'm just saying it's, I talk like a, whenever I interpret a three-year-old, whenever I tell stories about my kids to my friends, I always do it in my own voice. I make them sound like me just cause it makes the story more fun. I feel like. And then it's like, no, take your time, balance it, right? Look, you want this tower to be this, this t- stack of blocks to be taller. Let's get some blocks around in the bottom. Okay. We'll kind of build it up that way. And then we'll get it as tall as you want. And then, you know, it starts to tip. They get mad. I'm like, listen, you could do this. I wanted to say you could do it. And every now and then they're like, but I can't though. And I'm like, well, then you can't then stop trying. And then they go, but I want to then I'm like, well, if you want to, you have to believe you have to get your, calm yourself down. Let's take a breath. Let's start again. And then they get it right. And then they're just like, thanks daddy. And then they're so pumped up and it's great to see because you're seeing like this little self-belief and you're seeing the confidence grow and build. And you're like, fuck yeah. I just, I just earned myself a dad beer at the end of the night. And I hope you guys earn yourself a beer at the end of every one of your nights. This has been the Joe Kilgallen podcast for August 23rd, 2022. Enjoy your summer. Remember summer doesn't end until September 21st. Don't be like those people out there who are like school's back. Football's about to start. Summer's over. Summer goes until September 21st and you soak it up until that day. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, AKA Kilgallen's pub. As always, cheers.